Welcome to New Creation Podcast. I'm Phyllis and thank you for joining me today. Every episode of a New Creation Podcast is commissioned by the Holy Spirit. It is new and it is from God. As we continue to experience this unusual year, 2020, there's a great move of God taking place throughout the earth among his people, those who believe a new day is dawning. Let's take a look in the book of Isaiah, chapter 60, verses 1 and 2, and it's the New American Standard Bible version of the scripture, and it it expresses its truth, and it reads, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the peoples, but the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will appear upon you. Did you hear that? It's like God is making a prophetic announcement through Isaiah of the dawning of a new day. Let's take a look at this a little closer, the scripture itself. First it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. That in itself is an awakening. It's a signal to us to wake up and rise up out of our slumber. God is calling us to something new. And when he begins a scripture like that through his prophet Isaiah, it's a clarion call to us. And we must pay attention and be alert. Now, let's take a look at the word dawning. And you spell it D-A-W-N-I-N-G. Dawning is the beginning or first appearance of something or something coming into existence. And so there's a dawning going on. That means something is appearing for the first time. And it's the first time it's ever appeared for that particular point in time and point in history. And then we go on in the scripture to say the glory of the Lord. I looked up the word glory in Strong's Concordance. And I looked it up in Hebrew, the Hebrew. And if you want to look it up, it's number 3519 and B as in boy. Glory means in Hebrew, kabod. And kabod is abundance, honor. So we're talking about the abundance, the fullness of God, the glory of the Lord, his abundance and his honor. And then it mentioned about darkness. Looked up darkness. Darkness is partial or total absence of light. It also can refer to wickedness or evil. So with this scripture, we're looking at God in all his fullness. It is the fullness of his character and what he represents. In Galatians 5 verse 22, Paul writes about the fruit of the spirit. And let's take a look at it right now, the scripture right now. It's Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. And it's a new King James version of the scripture. And it reads, I'm just going to read the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. See, these are the characteristics that we as followers of Christ, 
as his kingdom representatives in the earth. These are the characteristics that we should, every day when people come in contact with us, we should be displaying. Today's episode of a new creation podcast is dawning of a new day. See, when a new day is upon us, when a new day is coming, it always gets dark just before the light of a new day. And as it is in the natural world, so are we to be open to what the Spirit of God is saying and our eyes focus on what he reveals. Even as we see the darkness that's all around us in this world today with everything that's going on, God is still expecting his people to be open and discerning to what he's speaking to us and also what he's showing us by his spirit. Remember the scripture we just read, Isaiah chapter 60. I'm going to take a look at the second verse here to expound on it just briefly. It says, for behold, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness, the people's. And it puts an S on the word people. So that means people groups, people, everyone is basically what this scripture is referring to. So when it goes to, for behold, darkness, it, it touches on darkness. In this case, we're talking about wickedness, evil, and that's covering the earth. It was much like in the days of Noah, when the Bible says in the book of Genesis that the the imaginations, in other words, what people were thinking were evil continually. So that's darkness. The darkness is not talking about whether or not it's nighttime or it's dust or something along that line. It means the condition of the people in this case, in this scripture. So we're talking about wickedness and evil and the spirit, really the spirit of the Antichrist. When I say the spirit of the Antichrist, it is the spirit that is anti means in place of or against Christ. So any spirits that are operating, people are operating in that is against Christ or is in place of Christ. Now, the opposite of that, Jesus says something to us that is encouraging. In John chapter 8, verse 12, and it's the New King James Version of the scripture, and it reads, Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Did you hear that? Very encouraging. Jesus said, whoever follows him will not walk in the darkness. When you see that term, walk in darkness, or the term walk generally in scripture, it means a lifestyle, a way of living. So Jesus is saying, if you follow him, your lifestyle will not be one who is in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus is the light of the world. He's the one that illuminates everything. He's the one that brings clarity to any situation. So he illuminates our minds and draws to him so that we will know which decisions to make. We will know what pleases him. And we will know ultimately what will be best for us. The scripture teaches in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, it says, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel 
of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So people who do not have a relationship with the Lord Jesus, who do not have a relationship with Christ, the God of this age, Satan himself, has blinded their minds. So it's not possible for them to see the light of Christ, but it's the Holy Spirit who can open their minds. So if we come in contact with people that we know that are unbelievers, we share the love of Christ with them by our interactions with them, by talking to them about it, however the Holy Spirit leads us. And it is the Holy Spirit who opens up the minds of people who've been blinded by the God of this age. One thing about the God of this age, he does not have the power to override what God himself does, God the Holy Spirit. So there's always hope. Another point that I want to make sure that I express today, as we're talking about dawning of a new day, Sometimes a person can be in a condition where they have a relationship with the Lord. They attend services on a regular basis. They even are active in the church, serving in some capacity in the church. However, there are certain segments of their lives that they keep to themselves and they don't give over to the Lord. There are certain things in the Bible that they disagree with, so they don't live it. Yet they continue to serve in the church, they continue to attend church, and they even read the Bible. There's a danger with being double-minded that way. With the Lord Jesus, it's either all or nothing at all. He wants all of you total. Or he will not allow compromise anywhere in our lives. He wants total submission to him because he knows ultimately what's best for us. I'm going to share a passage of scripture right now that touches on that. And it touches on the fact that you can be one who is a believer in Christ or feel that you are a follower of him, but you pick and you choose the things that you follow and you pick and you choose the things that you don't follow. I want to share the scripture that can share with you how you can regress instead of progressing and growing in him and being more mature in him, you can actually decline. And the scripture I'm going to take a look at is Matthew chapter 13, and it's verses 11 through 12, and then verse number 14, and it is the New King James Version of the scripture I'm going to read with you, and it reads, He replied, and this is Jesus speaking, and he's speaking because his disciples asked him, why is it that he speaks to certain groups in parables? That was the question they asked him. So he's answering this now. And I've, I have in previous podcasts touched on this, but I'm going to touch on it a little bit more in more, a little bit more detail today. So sometimes when you hear something, you may think that because you've heard it before, that you're going to hear it from the same perspective. But bear with me today because I want to make sure that I make this clear because the Holy Spirit really wanted me to express this today. Again, it's Matthew chapter 13, verses 11 and 12, and verse number 14. And this is Jesus answering the question that his disciples asked him about, why do you speak to people in parables? He replied, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. And this is what's key. He says, whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, 
even what they have will be taken from them. And he says, in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. And this is what Isaiah said, his prophecy. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become callous. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. Did you hear that? The Lord Jesus was explaining here that there are certain groups of people, because of the callousness of their heart, and Isaiah prophecy went into more detail about it, but because of their rejection of truth, of the rejection of the gospel, their rejection of having a life-changing experience with the Lord Jesus, that which they had will be taken away from them. But those who continue to grow in the Lord, who continues to obey him, who continues to follow his word, they will have an abundance. What am I saying? Sometimes you think because you've been in the church or been a follower for Christ, follower of Christ, 30, 40, in some cases, 50 years. But if you have not grown in your walk with him, and if you've compromised and continue to compromise along the way, you can be deceived in believing that you are growing in him. Or in some instances, you can be deceived in believing that you are really a follower of him. It's a possibility that you may not be a follower of him. And Jesus is saying here in this parable, because of the rejection of the truth, you will be ever hearing, which means you can be ever hearing scripture after scripture, sermon after sermon, teaching after teaching, podcast after podcast, go to service after service, but you still will never perceive. You never will get what it is that God is saying to you. And in some instances, you will never, in some instances, you won't even be saved and think that you are. See, a little leaven leavens the whole loaf. What that term means is that a little sin, a little compromise, it affects your whole walk with the Lord. And that's why when Jesus says, when people in the end time, when people come before him, he's going to say to them, when they say to him, didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I cast out, cast out demons and devils in your name? He's going to say to them, depart from me. I never knew you, you worker of iniquity. And that's worker of sin. So one can be deceived in believing that they are true followers of the Lord Jesus, but because of compromise in their lives, because of double-mindedness, some things I believe, some things I don't believe, but I'm still saved. God is saying, don't be deceived because as your heart gets more and more callous, you won't be able to even receive the word of God when it does come forth. And so this is very important that people understand that compromise and double-mindedness double is very dangerous and you can end up losing what you did have at one point. As has been said, scripture in Hebrews 3.15, this is very important to emphasize what I'm sharing with you. I'm going to read it to you, Hebrews chapter 3. Verse 15, and it's the NIV version of the scripture, and it reads, As has been said, today, 
if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as you did in the rebellion. What that's referring to is that the more a person hears the voice of the Lord, beckoning them to come to him, if they continue to harden their heart and refuse it, just like it was an incident in the scripture where the children of Israel did, they heard the voice of the Lord, but they hardened their heart. If you continue to do that, it will be similar to, as I said earlier, with the parable. You won't be able to. And I remember praying and the Holy Spirit expressed something to me that was very, very chilling to me. And what he said to me is that there are some people who think they're in the body of Christ, who are part of the church, been part of the church for a long time, a close relationship with the leaders in the, in the ministry, with the, with the, with the ministers and the, the, the bishop or the, or the apostle, whatever, whatever type of denomination you're in, and have been serving in the church for years. But they've never given their life to Christ because they've always been in church. And he said many people will be deceived in the end thinking that they're saved, but they're not. Talking about the dawning of a new day. A source of ongoing conflict in our nation has been divisiveness. People have been divided along ethnic groups, gender, culture, ideology. But Jesus says in Mark chapter 3, verse 25, he says, And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. The Apostle Paul in the book of Acts, shared with King Agrippa and other leaders whom he, he was speaking to a summary of what I call the equality of every human being as established by God, our creator. And I want to share that with you, that passage of scripture with you, because the divisiveness that we're facing in this nation is so visceral in terms of people's language, so harsh and so crude and so unyielding until we're, we're at the point in our nation that I, I am praying that we are interceding for our nation's future. And the Holy Spirit showed me this passage of scripture. And he said, if people would get this understanding from his word, many of the things that divide us would disappear. So I want to share this scripture with you, and I will. It's Acts chapter 17, verses 24 through 28, and it's the New King James Version of the scripture. And it reads, and this is the Apostle Paul speaking to King Agrippa and the other leaders. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And this is part that's key. And he made from one man, that one man is Adam, every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Some versions say grope their way. It's actually feeling their way, looking for him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, 
as even some of your own poets have said. For we are indeed his offspring. Amen. The Apostle Paul explained in this passage of scripture the dynamics of how God, our creator, created us as human beings. And he was the one who created all of us from Adam. We all came from Adam. One man, and he says that he made from one man every nation of mankind. And, and God was the one who determined how long we were going to be here on the earth, what periods of time. Those of us who are here in the 21st century, he placed us here during this, his prophetic timeline during this time. And he also placed us in what nation he wanted us to be in, where we should live in our dwelling place. All of this was determined by God. And so there should be nothing dividing us because God, who is all wise, omniscient, who's omnipotent, all powerful. He's the one that created us and placed us where he wanted us to be. And my prayer is that this nation, the United States of America, will no longer be divided. Heavenly Father, I pray for a spirit of unity and repentance in our nation. Open up our eyes, God, that we will see you in every human being. And God, it shall be well. Amen. In this new day, God is watching our level of pursuit of him. As you pursue his mind on all matters, he opens himself up to us and gives us greater access to who he is as we continue to seek after him. Keep looking, keep seeking with all your heart. And in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13, Jeremiah writes, what God said, he said, and if you, if you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Hallelujah. God pours a greater level of anointing on those who seek after him, who are in pursuit of him. And he also imparts greater revelation to the ones who submit to him. He's looking for a heart that's malleable. That means a heart that he can shape to his will. Let me repeat that. God is looking for a heart that's malleable to his will, to the will of God. Spend time with the Lord, listening for his voice to, re to receive fresh oil for the new day that is dawning. Talking about the dawning of a new day. Pray for our nation, pray for our leaders, pray for our Congress, pray for the president, pray for the body of Christ, pray for one another, because God's eyes are open to our prayers. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to our prayers and his face is against those who do evil. God is waiting to hear the prayers of the righteous. And that's when the dawning of this new day that we will experience shall come forth. I like to speak to those who are listening to the podcast today, listening to Dawning of a New Day, who desire to know this God that I'm speaking of, the one who created us, who placed us where he wanted us to be, who is how we live and move and have our being. You may think that that God is angry with you, angry with you 
because you have not obeyed him or you have ignored him. Well, today is the day when you hear his voice. Don't harden your heart. That feeling you have right now, that auctioning, pulling towards you to get to know this God. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for touching my heart today. Thank you for reminding me that the Lord Jesus loves me. Thank you for Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. He died for me and he died for my sins. And I believe after three days, you raised him from the dead. And I'm asking you, Lord, to forgive me this day and to save me. I want to spend eternity with you. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to the household of faith. And you have made the most important decision in your life because it's, you now have the key. It's the key to eternal life with the Lord Jesus and his people. Thank you for joining me today for a new creation podcast. And remember, a new creation podcast exists to teach you how to apply the word of God to your everyday life. And remember, Phyllis's A New Creation Podcast can be found in Google Podcast. Search for Phyllis's, P-H-Y-L-L-I-S apostrophe S, A New, A-N-E-W, Creation, C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N Podcast. And I hope you will subscribe. May the Lord's presence and His grace dwell richly with each of you, both now and forever. Have a wonderful day.